Our gospel lesson this morning, though, comes to us from the gospel according to Luke. It's chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Hear now these words from Luke. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. And when the festival was ended, they started out to return. And the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look at your father and I. We have been searching for you in great anxiety. And he said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother treasured all of these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and in human favor. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, my home church had this on their Facebook page this week. It says, Parenting Troubles? Relax, no one's perfect. Even Joseph and Mary lost Jesus for three days. Anytime you start feeling bad about yourself, just remind yourself of that. As I thought about that and about um, Mary and Joseph losing Jesus for that many days, which I have to say we've never lost a child for any amount of days, so I guess we're doing pretty well, um, over and over, I started thinking about and remembering all the stories that I've heard over the last number of years about children being left in cars while parents went to work or into stores and forgot their child in the car. And I remember when I used to hear those stories, I often thought to myself, that would never happen to me. Uh, and who would ever leave a child in a car? Who could forget that they had a, a child with them? But one day I was listening to a father tell his devastating story in which he recalls how the family was running late that day. And uh, usually uh, every day they would have the same routine. And that routine was they'd all get up, get ready. He would take the oldest to school. His wife would take the youngest to daycare. And then he would leave after he dropped off the oldest and go straight to work. And on that particular day, he talked about how they were all running late. His wife had a big presentation. And so he took the oldest and the youngest to drop them off at school and daycare. And so, like always, he got the kids in the car. He took the oldest to school and remembered, okay, I need to make sure that I drive past my work to the daycare center, drop off the youngest, and then come back to work. But as he was driving and got distracted and stressed, thinking about all the things he had to do that day, 
he forgot to keep going. His brain went on autopilot and he immediately turned in, parked at work, and went in. David Diamond, who's a professor of psychology, calls it forgotten baby syndrome. And he says it's very, not very common, but he says that it's, it's normal in some ways for a parent to completely lose the awareness of a child in a car. Often this is due to sleep deprivation or stress. And the parents often go into autopilot mode, where they're just doing the same things they always do, the same routine, just to get through the next step of the day. Unfortunately, in many cases, it has a very devastating end result. So I remember a couple years ago, the suggestion became that when you're changing your routine, that one of the suggestions was that you take off your shoe and you put it in the back seat. Has anybody heard of this? Um, the idea was that you, you build a routine into your life where every day you take off your shoe and put it in the back seat, whether you have a child with you or not, so that when you step out of the car, you go, oh yeah, I need my shoe, unless you're really in autopilot mode and you go into Target with only one shoe. But the idea is that as you get out of the car, you remember the shoe and you turn around, and that maybe that day, if you had forgotten, you of course see the child. Unfortunately, I don't think the shoe method would have worked for Mary and Joseph this morning. Um, beyond the fact that I don't think they had shoes, they had sandals, but... <laughs> and at this point, Jesus is around 12 years old. And they assumed he was somewhere within the family group. Um, and after day, a day of searching, uh, they finally head back to Jerusalem. And after three days, they find him in the temple. And I imagine, like most parents, they're stressed, they're anxious, they're worried, and they're probably a little bit mad. <laughs> And while they're chastising him, Jesus simply responds, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? As I started thinking about that, I started thinking about how often it is that so many of us lose track of Jesus from time to time in our own lives. Whether it's that life has gotten stressful or overwhelming or busy, or maybe we're suffering from grief or from pain or sorrow. So often we hit points in our lives where we lose track of Jesus. Where we feel like we cannot find God in our life. That God is somehow not present. And I think that is one of the times where we most need worship. Where we need to come back to the Father's house to be told by Jesus yet again, why were you searching for me? I was, I was here all along. You knew I must be in my Father's house. You see, we need worship so that we can find Christ anew every Sunday. And when we find Christ, we need to develop habits and routines that include spiritual growth that will keep us from forgetting Christ in the first place. Think of it as putting a shoe in the backseat of your life. It is those routines that you start doing over and over again so that you can recognize and see Christ's presence around you always. In seminary, there was a lot of encouragement for what they called rhythm and rule. 
And the idea of rhythm was, and rule was precisely the forming of patterns and routines in your life to focus on God. Rhythm is the pattern and habit by which we live. Uh, for example, as we were talking with AJ, um, you might wake up the same time every morning. You might leave to go to work the same time every day. You might drive the same way to work every day. It are those rhythms that you do every day, whether you do them on purpose or not, the rhythms that your life functions by. And we all have rhythms and patterns by which we live, whether we realize it or not. But the truth is that rhythm without rule is life without purposefulness. Rule gives us the framework with which to live our lives. And I got to thinking this morning only because I, I have it here um, and because I don't have a lot of rhythm, but um, <laughs> playing guitar, um, there is some sense of rhythm. Um, but I got to thinking that when you play guitar, um, there's a natural rhythm already. Now, you can have rhythm without rule, which in that case you're just kind of, you know, like most kids, just strumming any which way. But we need rule in our life to give it framework. So, for instance, on a guitar, that framework might be chords, which when you put all that framework together can make a song. And so our life, like guitars, need rule in order to bring meaning to the rhythm of our lives. And when we live by rhythm and rule, the patterns of our life become deliberate and a deliberate way of connecting with God. A fellow seminary student explained that his rhythm and rule was always that he went to worship every week and then Sunday school after worship. He would meet monthly with a spiritual director and every mealtime he would pray with his family and then every evening he would read scripture with his daughter and that he made time every day for res regular physical exercise. And he explained how these were the patterns and the habits of his life that helped keep him connected to Christ so that he didn't lose Christ to begin with. But instead, reconnected with Christ every day and every Sunday. Over the next few weeks, our congregation is going to be going through a lot of transition and change. And it will become, I think, to some degree easy to lose Jesus if we're not careful. And so over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be working on my own rhythm and rule in my life, making sure that I'm connecting with Christ to the best of my ability every day. And I hope during this time of transition and beyond, you will start developing and thinking about the rhythm and rule of your own life and how you're connecting with God each and every day so that you don't have to lose track of Jesus and come back to be told by Christ, why were you searching? You knew where I was all along. 
So I hope that we will continue and that we will all make it a point to continue to connect with God and one another over the coming weeks and beyond. Gracious God, with all the memories that we have tied up in this place and all the memories that we have of special people like Bob who have made this a special place, we give you thanks. Lord, be with us and be present with us in our time of grieving over this building and over special persons like Bob. May we feel your presence and know that you always go with us wherever we are. And Lord, help us to see the hope which you have given us for our future. A hope that you are doing something special with Fieldstone, even in the midst of this transition. Help us to see that life, that new life, and to live into all that you have called us to be. So Lord, in this time of grief, we also celebrate your presence and guiding with us. And Lord, we ask that you uh, prepare our hearts during this time of offering, that we may give not only of ourselves and of the gifts that we have, that we may give to you everything, that we may offer ourselves up and serve you with all that we are. Lord, lead, guide, and direct us in the way in which we should go. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.